Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Well, good evening and welcome back, everybody. It is uh, episode 30 here at Bitcoin Roundtable. I'm very excited to hit the 30 mark, and I am here with Darren. Hello. And Libby. Hello. What would you like to talk about this week, Lib? Went straight to me. You can go straight to Darren. Okay, well, I'll start it off here. Uh... (laughs) World Cup is over. We'd like to congratulate France on uh, winning 4-2 over Croatia. I don't know how many people out there watched the game, but I did watch it. I thought it was a good game. Croatia, overall, I think they were out-muscled by a better, faster, skilled team, in my opinion, in the French. Yeah, did you watch any of it, Darren? No. No? I heard something like the first time Croatia's gone that far at all in a way they have their own reason to celebrate the fact that they yeah. went so deep in the in the world cup having never gone that far before the like, phenomenal. yeah like, let's not be putting down croatia they did make it to the world cup final well the english didn't get theirs so, you know. no <laughs> no which was amazing Britain's having a tough time at the moment that was a tough loss though what does that mean? Well, they shouldn't no have lost. <sighs> like, no offense to anybody. I never saw the game either, but what I heard was they kind of felt like kind of fell back and didn't do much. Like maybe once they scored a goal or something. They did fall back on the goal they scored with way too much time left in the game. Yes, I, I thought that too. They they stopped playing aggressive football and you know started playing a more defensive game. Well, I I didn't hear who they gave the golden boot to. And that would be interesting. Lib, you got a phone? Can you find out if they've awarded the golden boot to anybody? What's the golden boot? Basically, it's given to the highest goal scorer. Generally, whoever scores the most goals in the World Cup gets the golden boot. Ah. And Kane, the captain from England, he has the most goals. So they probably should have given him the golden boot. But the controversy is an awful lot of people are saying that he didn't really deserve it. He okay, had a well, Libby's got something to say here. What Go, Libby, Libby. What do you got? Oh, maybe. Harry Kane. He got it. He did get it. Kane Harry Kane. So he got the golden boot. England had a game, and I honestly wish I could remember it, where they won like 6-1. It was a blowout game, and he got a number of goals in that game. I, so the, that number of goals didn't count? Because no, the they did count, and this is not my opinion. This is just what Twitter exploded with, whether or not Harry Kane deserved the golden boot. But anyway, I congratulate him for getting the golden boot. The like, golden boot sounds like the negative connotation as well as positive. Oh, no. You know, you got the boot, but it was a golden boot, so you're okay. <laughs> yeah, you got the golden boot. It's... It sounds like what happened to the Ontario Hydro Board of Directors. Well, well he got <laughs> the CEO. They got he the got, Well, he really got they the got golden, the golden boot. boot. They got booted, but they got a huge payout. <laughs> he got, what, $10.6 million payout? No, I think it was six or something. No, it was over ten. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you on that one. I'm pretty sure it was over ten. Well, all right. He made six point two million dollars a year before, and he got a ten million dollar buyout, and he gets a four hundred thousand dollar a year pension. Yeah, it's it's a good life. You know, he's like winning the lottery two years in a row and then getting a pension. Hey, it's a good life living off the backs of the Ontario taxpayers. We just seem to keep giving. So, I don't know how good a six million dollar a year ceo is and are you going to be able to find a ceo for that company who is willing to work for two million dollars sure i'll do it okay (laughs) okay um 
Mr. Ford, give me a call and come I'm not on. Saying I'll do it well. I'm come come on our podcast. It. We have someone who will do it for two million dollars. Well, it's the same old thing you run into, though, right? It's 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 a semi-public but not public company, right? Yes. Like it's this weird hazy line that. Semi- a line of demarcation there. So nobody knows really what the hell they're supposed to do, right? You know, that guy was obviously running a company like a public company and maximizing their profits. Yeah. But when you're a utility and you have no competition, you just keep raising the prices until people bleed, right? <laughs> so that's what he was doing. You could argue that was an excellent way for a CEO to run a company. It's the question of what you want it to be. Yeah. I'm just interested to see what they're offering for that position right now because they're trying to fill it, I'm guessing. And What's that place in California? Enron. Do you want it to be an Enron or do you want it to be a functional utility that provides value to Ontario? I don't make the decisions. Do you know what would be an interesting thing to do with hydro right now, especially since you've gotten rid of the board and you've gotten rid of the CEO? Do you remember when we had uh, the guy we interviewed... Dow stack. Dow stack. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dow stack. Yeah. What about implementing a Dow stack style structure to hydro now? Sure. But like he said, right, the transition to that. Because you've still got thousands of middle managers who are all making a quarter of a million you know, bucks. Part of the problem is it's, it's a company that's quite large mm-hmm. and very sensitive. Because if you have the power grow for five days in a hot summer heat for half of Ontario, that's a real problem. Yeah. So to some degree, it's probably not a good company to, to go that way yet until you have some type of assurance that service will not be compromised. Yeah, so. yeah, I see that. I mean, interesting to see what they uh, do going forward and who Mr. Ford decides he's going to put in there. Oh, there was another stat I read this week. Canadian cell phone providers have the highest fees in the world. I've, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I've heard we pay the top. I didn't know we it was the, the highest. Top dollar. Wow. Anywhere. Well, you know what's funny? You know, I'm going to Scotland in a couple of days. Yeah. And if, I'm with Rogers here in uh, Ontario, and Rogers tell me if I go over to Scotland, I can pay, you know, 10 to $15 a day to use my phone is it that much yes yeah it's that much but my brother was telling me that all i need to do was take my phone walk into a store in glasgow buy a sim card for twenty dollars and i can have cell phone use for the whole time i'm there yeah they probably have pay-as-you-go still well that's sim cards pay-as-you-go and he said because it's not canada like you were saying it's so cheap. He said he talked for two weeks on a $20 card. Well, I was reading online. Some guy said he lives in Canada and has been living here for quite a long time, but he moved from France, but he kept his cell phone number provider and everything in France because the roaming fees for Canada with his cell phone plan in France yeah. is cheaper than a, a domestic cell phone plan in Canada. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. 
I should have kept my UK phone. You gotta wonder, right? The same old thing. Well, you know, we have a low population density over a large geographic area, right? But just take a look at the profitability of all these companies, right? They're making money hand over fist, billions a quarter. And it's just all coming off your back. Well, you know, I do give a little bit of weight to the fact that, yeah, I get it, we are a small population, but that can't be all of it. We are not the only country in the world who has a smaller population to pay what we pay. Oh, they just do what they want. Well, they know they can. Yeah. And we're going to put up with it because we really don't have any other choice. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was just talking to my dad today, too. He was talking about the price of lumber. Right. He says, yeah, I had to pick up some 2x10s today. And uh, so he priced out 2x10s last summer because he was going to pick them up a year ago, but he didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Last summer, a board foot of 2x10, so a, you know, one foot long. Yeah. So yeah. 10 feet is 10 board feet. Yeah, right? a board foot. Yeah. So a board foot last summer was $1.19. Okay. And he actually bought some today. And how much do you think that it is now? $1.19. I'll go with $1.40. It's $1.88. What? Yeah. The price of wood. That's, that's a 57%. That's 60%. Increase. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the price of everything shot up a huge amount over the last year. I mean, I just thought I'd bring it up because I thought it was quite interesting. He was planning on getting the house built, and now he's not going to do it because the price to build the house is, well, it was 420000 last year. Now it's 675 Same house. So uh, that's astonishing. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought so. I don't know how anybody can afford to build a house anymore. It's crazy. Wow. Because real wages haven't increased, right? It's just... Well, you've got your material going up 60%. That's incredible. Cost of labor because the very interesting times we're Hmm. living in. Anybody asking questions? Oh, yeah, they are, actually. Oh, quick. They are. We've got a really good question on Instagram. Let's answer one of our Instagram questions. Why is the sky blue? No, no, it was a, like, a really detailed question from a podcast, which I quite like because it's not a crypto person. Hang on a second. Bring it on. It's coming, it's coming. I have all the Are answers. Are you anti-crypto people? Oh, oh. No, not at all, but it's just someone that, that doesn't know about cryptocurrency that needs help. Oh. Because what we should also talk about is the issues that Vince and I are having with your tip, by the way. Um, I'm still spending hours of my life. Okay, well, why don't I talk about that until you find it? Oh, right, sure. Okay. I think we talked about it in an episode or two ago. Darren had recommended uh, downloading ShakePay and using that. Well, I want to tell everybody that uh, both Libby and I tried it, and we put in our information, and when we went to put in our cell phone numbers, we got a response back saying that our cell phone numbers weren't Canadians. What they said was, we need to make sure that your cell phone numbers are not voice over IP numbers because voice over IP or otherwise known as VoIP numbers means that you can live anywhere and purchase a phone number that would make a phone number that exists in specific countries. So what they want to make sure is that you are actually a Canadian person with a Canadian phone number and not a non-Canadian person living internationally that has purchased 
of Canadian VoIP phone number. Okay, I think I understand that. That's apparently, I guess, other non-Canadians are trying to spoof themselves as Canadian buying Canadian VoIP numbers. Now we just have to tell them our names, our addresses, maybe take a picture of a bill with our name and address on it, and that should clear up the issue. But what I found most interesting, I think, is that neither of you really understood what they were saying, which which tells me that ShakePay is not providing information that an average person can understand. So both of you basically just stopped using it yeah. instead of actually, you know, responding to what they were asking for. That's ShakeSpay's yeah. fault, and they need to get with the program and make well, it straightforward. Ironically, when I first signed up, so I put in my name and email address, so I got, you know, the little email on my email account saying you must activate, and, it, and then it sent me another email saying, our pledge is that you will be able to buy Bitcoin in 10 minutes from this point. And I was like, oh my God really and then I was like oh yay I'm gonna be able to buy some ethereum my goal and I got this weird message saying your cell phone which it is a Canadian cell phone number your voice I've never heard the but how many acronym VoIP but how many people hear that and just shut the app down and say okay guess it doesn't work yeah right. yeah so Shakespeare if you're listening we'd love to have you on and tell you how to make your uh, site a little more simple for users the best thing to do the emails that they're sending you at least have a link to a page on their website that they could explain exactly what they're saying yeah so you can understand what they're needing from you it goes back to my same damn problem with computers and not so much my lack of not knowing them but the people that do know them they do a very poor job of explaining how to use them does that make any sense yes well most people that want to buy bitcoin using shakepay don't know anything about VoIP or don't need to know anything about VoIP. So I don't think so. Well, because you signed up a long time ago, but you had no problem. I signed up a couple of months ago. Right. No, it was no problem at all. Hmm. But maybe they've had an influx of bad actors. You know, non-Canadians yeah. trying to pretend they're Canadians buying Bitcoin. Or I don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not trying to hide anything. We're just trying to download an app so we can buy a little Bitcoin so we can keep a podcast running. And Okay, so here's the question. Okay. It's from Untrained iPod, a podcast, one of our followers on Instagram. If it's been mentioned before, I apologize, but is buying $100 or any increment of Bitcoin through Cash App actually beneficial? The app seems to be advertised on a lot of podcasts I listen to, and I'd like to dip my toe in, but I also don't want to throw 100 bucks into the void of the internet, never to be seen again. I think this is a good time to tell him about Jake Pay. (laughs) (laughs) Right? What's the country of origin? Is he buying from a Canadian... We're going to have to investigate Cash App because I don't know it. So I'm not going to condone anything I haven't tried. But what I will say is read up on it on Reddit, especially. Search for it under Bitcoin slash reddit.com slash r slash Bitcoin. And then search for the Cash App. But we can definitely look into it a little bit. Yeah, you just have to be careful if you type it online. You know, there might be some websites at the top of your search that are scam websites. that You just have to watch it. Could we ask the untrained iPod so we can dig a little deeper what country you are from? Okay. If you don't mind sending us a message back and saying, hey, we'd like to know what country you're from. While I'm sending you a message, why don't we talk about Amazon Prime Day? Because I know you are very passionately talking about that at the events. 
Oh, Christmas in July. That's right. That's yeah. how they're advertising it, right? Because Christmas itself isn't hard enough, but we need two of them now. What is it really that though? What is yeah, it? Yeah, they call it Christmas in July. It's Amazon Prime. It? it is 72 hours where Amazon go on and put crazy deals on tens of thousands of items. Only the deals are only available for Prime members. Right. So basically only available for people who have bought an Amazon Prime membership, which can cost you i've heard anywhere between 80 and 120 dollars give or take a buck or two i think if you sign up to a credit card or something you get potential prime membership for a year there's different things there i have prime membership you're one of those special high class people then i'm actually very bitter about it (laughs) we buy a lot of stuff on amazon and i went and bought something on amazon i was sitting around with the kids a while back and I bought blah, 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 blah for the kids. And everything was attached to, of course, our autofill, right? Address, credit card. So you really only have to click one or two buttons. I do not honestly remember clicking a button saying I wanted to be part of Amazon Prime and I was going to have them take $80 off my credit card. What I do believe happened and was that because I didn't opt out of it, I got charged. See, I, I don't think that you can do that, actually. But I, I find it hard to believe that I would have agreed to become an Amazon Prime member because I'm against it. Why are you against it? I don't need it. I have Netflix. I have Spotify. I don't need your Christmas in July sale. I buy things when I need them, not when you tell me I need them. That irks me. You imagine the number of people on Amazon Prime that sit there and they we don't really need Well, let's buy it anyway because it's on half price. It's only so, a so deal if you need it. So you're denigrating people that have Amazon Prime. No. Oh, no. You just did. Well, no, because <laughs> if you need the videos and you want the music service, those are great. If you don't have Spotify and don't have Netflix, but I don't think you need it all. And now I seem to have it all. And I just, you know, I understand that I can't call up Amazon and get my money back, nor do I think I'd go through the process of trying because it would cost too much of my time. But I feel like it was too easy for me to sign up for. Mm. Well, they try to make it that way. They made it very easy, especially once I had an account. So because of that, now you're going to boycott buying anything from Amazon. No. Oh, no. I bought something the other day from Amazon. You're not happy, but not happy, but still happy enough to buy stuff from Amazon. Do you know how to go about not using Amazon? (laughs) It's pretty darn hard. But what I'm not going to do is fall for their Christmas in July sale. Well, maybe we should have a little test and you can go on to Amazon, spend 10 minutes on there. And see if there isn't actually something that you needed to buy. I was on this morning. There's a couple of things I would have liked. They had a <laughs> they had a 42 inch TV for 130 dollars. Ah, yeah, not bad. My Free delivery too, probably. Ah, well, with Prime, sure. Yeah. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Right. Because you can always find something you think you want. Because you don't want to turn it into a hoarder. Buy less and do more. That's a good mantra to have in life. I took uh, three entire van loads worth of crap to the dump. Yeah. Oh, you cleaned out your basement. And the only thing cleaning out that much stuff showed me was that I probably have another five van loads in the house that I could take out. But the interesting thing when you start doing that, though, is you get this 
positive feeling like it feels good and then it becomes addictive right and then you really start looking around and number one taking look at items in the house and deciding whether it's worth for them even to be there but more importantly number two when you're gonna go buy something is it multifunctional? like it does it do many things how much space does it take up and you know ultimately is it worth it well that's the problem with having a big home too right you just yeah, you fill up the space yeah. and you lose things dude i'm throwing out baby toys that that some people in the house are having a hard time getting rid of because they have sentimental value because a kid played with them. Yeah, but I can understand that. I See, I, and I understand that you feel like that, but it doesn't register whatsoever with me. No, because baby toys are big and take up a lot of space. Not getting attached to things, and, and I'm not slamming, but I get if, you know, you're a mother and your kid had a favorite toy and... You want to put it in a box and you want to keep it, right? For whatever reason. Fair enough. But that piles up over kids and over years. And before you know it, you got a basement full of stuff that no longer has any functionality. There's no functionality to it anymore. It's Nobody's looked at it. For, we had, we had stuff in that basement nobody had looked at since we moved in 10 years ago. Time to clean it out. But now you can fix up your basement like you wanted, right? So much to do, so little time. So, I was talking to Libby about this outside. Did you hear this? Kylie Jenner. She's on Forbes. Right. I believe they put her net worth at eight to nine hundred million dollars. Yeah. Did you know her Twitter followers started a campaign to get people to donate money to put her over the billion dollar mark? Wouldn't surprise me. Sure. People are giving money. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, why not? What is wrong with the world? Well, it just separates fools from their money. <laughs> Kardashians are influential beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> well, it's addictive because it's gossipy. It's well, they sassy. drive. They drive everything now. Like they drive everything they say. People make millions of dollars on. Yeah, but celebrities are extremely exciting for a lot of people. Like people follow celebrity gossip. I, I get it. I, I I get it, but I don't. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for coming out this week, everybody. I will see you all when I get back from Scotland. Have a great trip. Thank you. All right, dude. Have a good one. <laughs> that was a very flat goodbye to Ben. All right, dude. Try not to run any national animals of Scotland. That would be the beef coon. No, it's a unicorn. Oh. Go visit that long, the world's tallest hedge, too. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I would. I'd love to see that. 100 feet tall hedge. How the hell do you get a hedge that big? Go and uh, drink some whiskey. Oh, there you go. I, I heard that most of the pubs have a $2 single malt. Is that right? Yeah. Two pounds or $2? It's two pounds. So for, it's a four five. It's a $5 single malt. Yeah, that ain't bad. Still, I yeah. guess, right? I was told as soon as you get there, stop converting. Because you'll never buy anything. <laughs> oh, really? Most of the distilleries all have tours now. There's like 15 within a 30-minute drive from us. 15? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. They're all over the place. Yeah. Okay. There's a trek you can do that lasts six days. That you can trek from one yeah. side of Scotland to the other side. I always wanted to do that. Will you be doing that, Vince? I hate planning my vacation. <laughs> and I don't hate getting excited about what I want to do but I hate planning because planning tells me that on Wednesday at 9am I am to be somewhere you're scheduled to have fun 
at 9 a.m. and then I I rarely have fun when it's scheduled. Sleep at 10 p.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that day I wake up at noon and stay out at the pub until five in the morning and they pull the blinds. That's the day is fun for me. Random stuff, right? Like just. Yeah. Or you wake up in the drunk tank and. Wake up in the drunk tank in Glasgow. Sure, that's a possibility too. But What's the drunk tank. Jail. Uh, the jail. You know where they throw you, you overnight drunk. to sober up. <laughs> Don't end up in the drunk tank. Preferably not the day you fly out. No, but I do plan on doing a lot of stuff. Everything is very close. Mm. So what's the national food of Scotland? Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with some sort of haggis. Haggis, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. They probably don't. This probably not street food though, right? Oh, there's lots of street food. I think you can get haggis anywhere. I, I don't know if I necessarily want to get haggis street food though, but I don't know what do go, most go. people have for dinner. I guess Glasgow has a ton of very good nice restaurants. Yeah. I was googling a lot of it. They got a lot of great places to eat, and surprisingly enough, curries and they're seafood fairly well priced. Yeah, yeah. They'll, be, they'll be anything you want basically. Yeah, the pricing isn't even all that bad. Yeah, like I was looking at you know groceries and looking at eating out, and you don't want to eat every single meal out, but yeah, I think I'll definitely eat probably dinner out every night. But you can get a kebab or a sandwich. Whenever. Or you're on holidays, right? And I don't want to go all the way to Glasgow and stand on the street and eat kebabs all well, week. Groceries are cheaper, though. I found them when I went back to England last year. And beer is cheap. Yeah. A hell of a lot cheaper than what we spend what here. Buy at the supermarket. I think the average price for a beer in a pub was somewhere around three and a quarter, which was, sorry, pounds. Right, but that's cheaper than what we pay here. I was at university, interesting. The beer is probably quite nice there, though. Well, good variety. Well, that's what my brother was telling me. He goes, You know, the beer is good price and it's real beer. It's not a pint of Canadian. Everything is a good pint of beer. Canadian being Molson Canadian beer. It's a light beer. Brewers are not required to list the ingredients they put into the beer before they brew it. I've heard that, yeah. They just sure. have to list the ingredients that are in it when it's done. Yeah. Apparently, that is a big thing. For all I know, you know, they could be putting like some type of turpentine in there before they brew it. That steam whistles whole advertising campaign, eh? They, they list their three or four ingredients to I say they know never what, use what anymore. making it from, right? No, that's what they say. That's what they say that's, they make it from. That's what I care about. Yeah. Do it. I just want some old school beer from recipes that have been around for centuries. I don't want newfangled weird beer that's supposed to taste like beer but isn't really quite the same <laughs> as beer. You know, but that's yeah. what a lot of our domestic beers have become, right? Or maybe I just don't have the taste for them. I don't know. Oh, I think you've been drinking beer long enough to, you know, you understand that we make good beer in Canada. For sure we do, but... I'm definitely drawn to the craft beer. I guess oh. that's basically what Europe is, right? All craft sure. beer. Sure. Yeah, it seems to be anyway. Yeah, there are some big guys, but... Like, I just like certain flavors. Do you know anything about that? About what? Sorry. Why do some people like craft beer and then other people just like... In my, in, in my opinion, the people that really like beer appreciate the quality in a craft beer and the ingredients. Anybody who's got any kind of palate for beer can appreciate a craft beer. And you know, Molson's and Labatt's here, they still control the lion's share of the market, but craft brew is what people seem to want. They want a yeah. unique, different flavor. Well, I, like a wheat beer or a bitter or just... Nice a, a nice strong IPA or a nice dark a beer that stout. Good. Sure. And 
craft beer drinkers generally, I find, drink wide variety of beers just because we appreciate the beer. We know it's a quality Stout. beer. But I've also heard craft breweries are uh, hurting, especially around our area right now, because there's just too many of them. Right. Everybody with, everybody with a kettle is coming up with a craft beer. and Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. One is it hasn't driven the price down. That's set by government. There's yeah. Like, do about it. Oh, uh, wouldn't you love there to be a price war on craft beer? Sure. Oh, my God. Well, that's what I want to see. Oh. Ford. You took care of uh, Hydro Force. Why don't you work on the LCBO? Because I'd be interested to know what the president of the LCBO makes a year. You want to really help out taxpayers. Help me out with the LCBO because I spend more money on booze than I do on Hydro. Okay. Okay. End Vince's rant with the LCBO. May the coins forever fall in your favor. Good night. Good night. Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Bitcoin.